and welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author, Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author, Lucy Scott Bryan. Thanks so much for being here, Lucy. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to start with the impossibly hard question, um, but to tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am Lucy. I'm from Australia. So um, I'm actually living in the future at the moment. So Mm, (laughs) all these time zones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Hmm. You have two Frenchies, right? Because we were talking about our dogs beforehand. And listeners, I tell you this, and I'm going to just cop to it because this is my fault. Um, but I tell you guys all the time that this is a messy show, right? And we're messy. <laughs> myself, me, myself, and I forgot to hit record on <laughs> this podcast episode. So poor Lucy and I <laughs> went through about 10 to 15 minutes before I realized we were not recording. So, you know, I like I said, we're real with you. This time was my bad. <laughs> so, so there's some stuff where this will be a little bit different than our usual show just because I, I am my bad and I'm going to prompt some things <laughs> that we've already talked about. <laughs> But yeah, so you live in Australia. You have two Frenchies, which I just love those dogs. They're so cute all the time. They are my babies. So I actually have two kids as well, but they're a little (laughs) bit older now. So hence the reason why we have two Frenchies. They Mm -hmm. are effectively my babies. Um. Mm -hmm. They help with (laughs) the nest syndrome, you know? (laughs) Empty nest, but goodness, it's a good empty nest. Love it. (laughs) Awesome. And so we were jumping into a little bit more about your books then, um, which we were talking about how you love, which I love, I love in your bio and I'm going to read it because that just resonated so well with me. Um, These days you just need to add a soft nest, a delicious smelling moody alpha or three, and and you're in a megaverse heaven. Like that's what a powerful thing. So tell me a little bit about your books and some of your main characters. Um, well, and when I started writing, I sort of moved into, um, you know, shifters and um, I really, really, really love shifters and vampires. Um, and I think um, it just was a natural progression to move over to Omegaverse. Omegaverse is where things are a little bit more intense. Um, you have all your designations, um, as in you're an alpha or a beta or an omega. And um, you just don't have the ability to shift, but you still, I suppose, got that split personality, which mm-hmm. just works so well. You yeah. can play around with that a lot when you're writing yeah. um, and just don't have fear anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you tell me a little bit about how you kind of got into the genre because we talked a little bit about this, you know, but a lot of us will start as readers into it, but I think it is so cool how you found the Why Choose genre to begin with. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. I um, like I was a huge reader, like a very, very huge reader. It was something, um, it's a daily thing. It really is. Um, and I'm right into um, urban fantasy and paranormal and had seemed to gone through every series available. Absolutely adored some of them. And I woke up one day and figured that, oh, my God, I have nothing left to read, like nothing <laughs> left to read. So of all places, I jumped onto Goodreads um, and 
I stumbled into white cheese and it was just like, holy, oh my God, like, what is this? And then I all but inhaled a hundred books in about two weeks and have never left. (laughs) It's just like eyes open. I was just like, this is my jam. I will have him, 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 him. And oh my God, I'll take him as well. (laughs) why choose (laughs) exactly right exactly right you know because you always look you read those books other books and you're just like take them both or take him right yeah (sighs) so then it's just like yeah I'm 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 staying here like it's Mm -hmm. so good Yeah, yeah I almost can't read like or watch like a regular love triangle anymore because I'm just like do them both. I want to shake them. Like, yeah. Like, do them both. <laughs> you, you can do this, baby. You, you can, can do it. This is life. You why don't you take it? <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit then about that transition from being a reader to a writer. The indie um, book community is just incredible. And I think we spoke very quickly about this before. Um, The white shoes particularly, it's just like it's a big open, it's a family that just sort of adopts you, you know, you don't leave the whole thing. Um, And it was like you have this chance to read authors and they're big name authors and then it's like you can reach out and almost touch them Um, and that's just so full on. Um, So I went from reading and reading and reading and then like I saw an ARC sign up and, you know, I had no concept of what that was at that point and I applied and I got it and I can remember saying to my husband's like, oh, my God, this is (laughs) life-changing. Never. (laughs) Like I was just blown away. (sighs) Little did I know. (laughs) But anyway, but at the same time, you know, like as a reader, that is really like that is just such an honour, you know, to be on someone's art team. Um, And then from Art reading, I moved into beta reading. I think I sort of like was like to an author once like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I'm so sorry to do this, but there's a mistake in one of your books. And, you know, then it sort of rolled on from there. Mm-hmm. So I did beta reading for a while and then I moved into alphaing. Um, and that is, you know, that, that was really amazing to see how an author starts at ground roots mm-hmm. and takes things through. Um but it sort of got to the point where I was doing it so much and putting so much of myself into their books. Yeah. Um, I just sort of thought, yeah, I think I've got a voice. I think I've got stories in my head that need to come out. And mm-hmm. it's just like, right, we're doing this. And I just jumped in. Yeah. And it's been a ride. <laughs> it's yeah. been a ride. <laughs> and you talked about that previously. Um about how that idea that everyone has that story to tell really shows up for your female main characters as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone takes inspiration from everyday things, but I think um, I really truly believe that as people we've all got our own stories and I think I think we all, you know, so much of life passes over and you miss out, like you see people in front of them, in front of you, and you're just like, I've got a story like mm-hmm. we all have stories we've all been in love we've all been wanting to be in love we've all been desperately hurt we've all been mm-hmm. you know stepped on and yeah slapped and you know we pick ourselves up though and I think it's that story that you know you're rebuilding yourself and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you are it doesn't matter what sort of character you are it's just like I think there's a beautiful story in each of us yeah yeah so, no, I love that 
And I know we're not supposed to pick favorites, but we do have <laughs> <favorites> anyways. <laughs> but do you have a favorite female main character um, and or a female a favorite story from a female main character of what they went through? Yeah, I think um, I I really do love all my like all my female characters. They've all got that. Um, they've all got something special and something quite unique. Um, but I think Lennon from the deal. Her story just hit a little deeper. Um, I think just her whole, you know, her her pack, I just like, I still dream about them. Um, it was really hard to finish that story and to pick up a pen after because I really felt like I was betraying all of them and, you know, falling in love with another another <laughs> group of men was really difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Lennon, I think um, she suffers and she suffers awfully, but she just does not lose that beautiful quality that um, it's not an innocence. It's just that faith, I suppose, that mm-hmm. she'll survive. She's going to thrive and she's going to like live however she wants and mm-hmm. damn the consequences. But yeah. not in a like, not in a snarky, sassy sort of way. It's in a like that real deep, I've got mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. Yeah, which a is pretty strong cool. but soft type of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That I is it that. very much so. All right, so for your male main characters then, you know, we talked a little bit about do you have like one particular trope or type of character? And I I want to see if you remember what you said because I wrote that down because I was like, <laughs> I use one photo. I've got yeah. one and in my head and every character is him just in a little a little spicy difference mm-hmm. you know I just want that asshole that falls to his knees for his woman so quickly he never doubts mm-hmm. and he never wavers he might screw up a million times over but that faith and you know his love is just it's it's enduring it's everlasting yeah you know it and he looks the same every time. <laughs> but I have found a new, I found a new, a new um, inspiration. Um, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. And um, I just shared him in my Facebook group. And it's just like, holy crap, look at this. <laughs> I found another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Do you, um, even if, even since you have like one kind of inspiration, do you have a favorite main male character you've written? Um, yes, and funnily enough, it's from this book. It's from a book I wrote that hardly anyone has ever read. It's just mm-hmm. like, but this man, um, it, it, like he's a vampire. He's um, he's he's not the you know the king of vampires. He's under that, um, but he is so strong. Um, but his his love for Farron in that book is just like knows no bounds and he mm-hmm. is strong, he's obnoxious, he is. But he also knows, he's just so like, no, this is my path and I'm not deviating even if I can't remember, which is the problem. They both can't remember. But they find each other. It is just like so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next question is of your books, did you, do you feel like there's one that's underrated at all? And it sounds um, like this one, this one you sound uh, like. 
I don't know. No, I think um, each book you write sort of is where you're at at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, writing to market is, we've talked about previously, is really important. Um, And like as an author, I think you continually get reminded of that. But sometimes there's those books that pull you into, I'm sorry, you still got to write this. Mm -hmm. Um, This isn't going to sell, but it's still going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes I think, which is probably really naive of me, mm-hmm. um, but if I'm doing it, I can take those times out to write those stories that maybe not many people are going to write because I, I still need to say it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, nope. I think that's such an important thing to remember is that sometimes, yeah, we have to write the books to get the stories out. But that doesn't mean they're always the books that, you know, readers necessarily want, at least right away. Sometimes they surprise us <laughs> in a yeah, know, that's right. year that become more popular. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it's all based on what where a reader is. And, I mean, I think every reader is an emotional reader as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very guilty of that myself. <laughs> if if I'm not feeling it, it won't. I won't read it. I'll go back to it most definitely. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be in a certain mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a short break for an advertisement for some why cho- more Why Choose Reads. You guys can fill those TBR lists. And we're going to come back. Um, so definitely stick around for more Lucy Scott Bryan. But we'll see you guys after this advertisement. Check out All Her Feelings by yours truly, Sunny Heart. In this book, I bring you back to the magical world of the Unitam realm and tell you Holly's story. Holly has spent her life in the background ever since she was little. Whether it was helping her papa or helping her best friend, she spent years playing supporting roles to others around her. That is, until she met her mates. Now, this empath witch is dealing with some very big feelings as she becomes the sole focus of two fierce fey twins and an elegant elven warrior. But there's barely any time to get to know each other before corruption strikes again, unleashing a new wave of uncertainty across an already shaky realm. When the clues lead their path close to home, will Holly learn that stepping out of the shadows and into the light is sometimes the only way to fight for the life you really want? Or will she continue to play the supporting role, even at the cost of her mates? Check this one out to read on on Holly and her mates' journeys as they root out the rest of the corruption so the realm can begin to rebuild. This is a Why Choose Paranormal Fantasy Romance with MMF and FF in it. And again, that is All Her Feelings by yours truly, Sunny Heart. And we'll go back to the show. And now we're back with Lucy. We're going to dive back in. Um, So a lot of times in, you know, well, maybe not a lot of times, most authors that I talk to uh, say that (laughs) their characters in their stories sometimes will surprise them and go in a different direction than they had planned. Have your characters done this to you in the past? And do you have a favorite surprise if they've done it multiple times to you? <laughs> um, I'm like, I when I write, I have a start point. Mm-hmm. I have a very, very rough midpoint. Mm-hmm. And I have a finish. 
Okay. And everything in between is really open and it's like the result of endless um, hours I've lost in the middle of the night mm-hmm. staring at the ceiling trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, those, you know, like characters just doing their thing is a regular occurrence. Um, I think I fight with them more than they fight with me because I'm just <laughs> like, you know what, no one's going to believe that. You are way smarter than that. This is not cool. <laughs> You know, it's just that, it's that, yeah. So, yeah, yeah they do surprise you, yes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. definitely would fall, they would fall more on the pantser side of the pantser <laughs> <water> scale. <laughs> I'm trying not to be because you see these people that do, uh, that are plotters and you just go, wow, that is incredible. And they just like, I did it, I did it, I did it. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, I've tried like writing courses and I've tried this and I've tried that. And it's just like, yeah, I'm sorry. You just got to do it your way. Yeah, you do. You really do. I think I was talking to someone on the show. They're all running together now at this point. <laughs> um, but who had like a 30,000 word outline at some point. And I was just like, that's half a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a small book in some genres. Like, <laughs> so oh, I definitely fall a little bit in the middle. Like, I will outline, like, I'll plot, I'll have like uh, the ideas, but then, like, sometimes my best work comes from just writing into, like, they also have a thing called writing into the dark. Like, just all of a sudden, my character will say something, and I was like, ooh. Oh, that's that good. works. Yeah, well, that works. We're gonna take that and we're gonna pull it all the way through. So, yep, yep. And you're like, thank you, baby. Thank you. Yep. I just did that actually today. I was writing something, I was writing the scene and went, Oh, yeah, no, that actually solves a lot of problems. Yeah, <laughs> pull it out and put it all the way through. So, I think it's that thing though, isn't it? It's like you just, you still, it, you know, you it is writing, it's it's not real life, but you still got to have those characters that are very believable. Mm-hmm. So if they make mistakes, that's all well and good. But it's just like there's got to be a reason, um, or there's you got to see that what they're doing still makes sense and it's relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, it's not going to be frowned upon or looked upon as like, oh my god, that character's so stupid. Um, mm-hmm. Or you know. Because that's just heartbreaking when someone doesn't love your character as much as yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't actually read my reviews because I was so sensitive to that, especially yeah. Yeah. early my first book. Like, so my best friend reads them for me and she will let me know if there's anything constructive I need to take back. But otherwise, yeah. my heart can't handle it. <laughs> I totally understand that. Like, um, it's. I think much like authors have got a voice, I think readers do too. But I think there's that really fine line where people, um, I know they're not real readers and this sounds terrible, but, um, you know, you get some people that are just so hurtful and nasty in their reviews and it's just like, where's this coming from? Because it's not from my book. It's just like, and I've never met you. (laughs) Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. promise if I had met you, I'd never treat you the way that you've treated me. Yeah. and it's like people say you got to have a thick skin in what you do, and it's just like be that as it may. But you still got to have this this line in the sand with people, and it's just like 
it sort of gets to a point sometimes where it's just like, that's my heart you're messing around with there, mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah, yeah it's a, people say it's a thick skin, but we're, you know, pouring our hearts out onto the page too. And we have to, to write, you know, well-rounded characters with to have all the emotions and all that. So it's like, I don't know how to have both here. <laughs> it's such a fragile line, isn't it? It, yeah. it really is. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Goodreads is, I think is good to find books to read, but I don't think it's good to read reviews. Yeah. Unless they're mm-hmm. constructive. I mean, like, I'm all up for constructive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. My, um, the second book uh, with her site, the a lot of the constructive feedback was there wasn't enough sex in the scene where the characters were caught <laughs> off. <laughs> so I was like, all right, fair. So in the third book, you all got a sex scene fairly early. Um, <laughs> and then people were like, oh, my God, there's too much sex in yeah, this book. Right. <laughs> I know, like I am, I'm in for like, I think that's the other thing about Omegaverse is just like, you can go to town on the spice and Mm -hmm. it is just like, it is full spice. It is just like, wow, where did that come from? Because like, Mm -hmm. wow, (laughs) I won't let my husband read my books because it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) he read one of my books and he just keeps looking at me going, really? (laughs) amazing (laughs) (laughs) and the funniest thing was that he started reading it at um at his job and it's just like (laughs) I had to leave the office (laughs) (laughs) what a what a what a review though (laughs) I had to leave the office (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) so funny Yes. Oh, I love that. So um, tell me a little bit more got, kind of about your writing process. Like when you're starting a new project, um, you know, do you have such a thing as an ideal writing day? Um, obviously, we both have those pesky day jobs that get in the way. But what's like yeah. kind of like your process when starting a new project and drafting it? Um, I um, usually I am. Um, it's there's a stirring of a inspiration somewhere and I just like I sit in front of a computer and I when I'm starting something new it's just like a title it's a two sentence like this is a maybe Mm -hmm. I do 10 sentences that can potentially be 10 scenes I have a rough idea about um like generally the female is a done and dusted thing. I've already got mm-hmm. her in my head. It's the guys I struggle with, I suppose, because you just don't want them to be the same as what you, mm-hmm. you know, what was in your last book. Um, and then once I've got just the faintest idea, it is sitting in, I, I literally sit in front of the computer, no matter where I am and what's going on, I need to get down. I, You know, I probably sit you know, between 2,000 and 2,500 a day, it's just got to happen. It might be just going back through and um, looking at what I've already done and reworking. Um, But I'm trying to get out of that um, of editing what I've already written Mm -hmm. until I've finished writing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it can sometimes pull you out of the story. (laughs) Um, And then it makes you go, oh, my God, that's really bad. And, oh, God, what's the point? And, you know, you just... I give myself a little bit of a slap and then I sit back down in front of the computer and it's like, just get on with it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a fan of um, having a 
a glass of wine or two on a Friday mm-hmm. and a Saturday night and just getting those words out because it's just like you lose your inhibition, like you lose that um, that judgment that you have on yourself and it's just like the words, they might be crap, but it's like they start, you get a real flow on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a fan of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk about that a lot on this podcast. I think it's like you can always edit a bad page. You can't edit a blank one. You know, right. yeah, yeah. That first draft out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are what those are what the alpha and the beta readers are for to help you with the second drafts and everything. So with my when I write too, I actually don't use an alpha until the end. So mm. I will um, write through a whole. I will edit it myself, and then I will invite my alphas into it, um, only because. I can often get to the end and go, oh, my God, plot, plot hole, yeah. or I'll go, oh, this character, no, like, and so yeah. I, I I can sort of jump back backwards and fix it before they come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's such a, yeah. I draft in Google Docs a lot, and so I'll leave myself comments. Like, today I left myself a comment, and it was like, what is this phrasing? And I was like, we don't know, but it's a second draft problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> Future Madison will come to that comment in a few, or a few like weeks and be like, yeah, what is this phrase? <laughs> but <laughs> that's future me's problem. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or you go, or you do like, um, you know, all those asterisks because you can't remember someone's name. It's like, oh no, that poor person. I forgot their name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All the time. All the time. Name. Eye colors, I, a lot oh. of times I won't even name them. Like that's it's not even forgetting their name. I just haven't named them yet. Enough. Oh, serious? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, and I use Scrivener to write in, um, and mm-hmm. then it's really exciting. You get to this point in your story, and it's like, oh my god, I can see the end of the light. Um, yep. And I always I reward myself by putting it into a Word document. <laughs> mm, <nice. laughs> it's the most bizarre nice. process. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I am. I I kept thinking I was hitting the midpoint sometime soon, but I honestly just keep adding scenes before it. So I think next scene I'll hit the midpoint <laughs> for this book. So- usually I try to do something around that. I'm like, okay, halfway there. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's so it's sometimes I just like it's like you know straight out of the gate and it's just like non-stop and other times I think it's just where your characters need to struggle a little bit more it's almost like Mm -hmm. you have to struggle a little bit more yep and then it's like goodness and then you have to like at the end of a story it's just like all right I'm going to hibernate now I need Mm -hmm. to feel I need to like settle my poor heart again Mm -hmm. yeah This one, I put myself under a little bit tighter of a timeline than I think I had intended to, which I usually try not to do, but I think I need with this one. But I'm also not really looking forward to crunch time at the oh. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. I was like, I don't think you gave yourself as long as you thought you were getting. <laughs> it's a hard one isn't it because you want to stay motivated um mm-hmm. but sometimes having those um you know pre-order deadlines is just like it, it's just like yep you're done you're not writing another word yeah it's mm-hmm. just like yeah yeah and the so, edit, like having to book an editor in advance but not too far in yep. advance yep but like you still need to get on their schedule <laughs> i know i know it's just like <laughs> yes yeah 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 no, Both I, problems. 
all right, off and problems. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when it gets too much, when the words aren't coming, what are some of your favorite ways to kind of refill your creative well? Oh, just cry. Yeah, no. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, it's such a fine line, you know. It's like I think because you put so much pressure on yourself and it's not yeah. really deadlines. It's just that that process that like once you get into it, like it's almost more stressful if you take a few days off to find yourself yeah. It's like, um, no, this isn't right. You know, like I can't sit back. It's like I should be sitting in front of my computer, even if I'm staring at the screen, not writing a thing. Yeah. It's just like, at which point, you know, it really is the tears or it's a headache or it's just like, oh, God knows. Um, but I am a fan of reality TV, like really, really trashy. Um, like Below Deck is my jam. <laughs> and it's just like... I will go down and just binge a series of that or um, <laughs> cooking shows. Okay. <laughs> the Great British Bake Off is just like <laughs> so mind-numbingly perfect that it's just like, yep. Yeah. And then Have eventually. You selling Sunset? Oh, uh, no, no. Yeah, there's it was so I don't watch a ton of reality TV, but it 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 was one of my like guilty things a few years ago in like okay. the drama. Oh, <laughs> and, I'll have oh, to go and have a look at it. Yeah, it's all these big rich houses in LA and these group of realtors selling them, but woo, the drama, the drama is there. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, you it, yeah. I, I think reality is a reality TV is it's good for the soul as bad as it is because it's just like oh, thank God my life is not like that. <laughs> yeah, but yep, goddamn, nope. I appreciate theirs is. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, maybe it wasn't that bad. I can go back to my computer and write now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, the way they double cross that person, then that could work. Yeah, they were like, oh. There's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. too funny. I love it. Well, we're getting up to the end of our time, but I want to make sure readers can connect with you outside of the show. So tell us a little bit about where they can find you, if you have a Facebook group, all the sorts of things like that. Oh, thank you. I do. I am across all of those little social media things. Um, my reader group on Facebook is Lucy Scott Bryan Reader Group. Nice and original, easy to find. Um I've got a newsletter, um, which is a great way. I do that twice, uh, yeah, twice a month. I sort of let people know what I'm doing, share what's going on in my mind, um, and what I've got coming up. Um, and then I've got a website, um, which is lucyscottbryan.com. I'm on Insta as well and TikTok. How's that? <laughs> but TikTok, I don't do like. Um, I'm not a face person on TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's just like. Same. It's generally because like once you finish writing for the day, the next process is marketing, which is mm -hmm. just as full on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I can do that on the lounge with my boys next to me. And it's mm -hmm. just like, yep, we can bang out, you know, an hour of that a night. Mm -hmm. so, which works awesome. I love that. 
Awesome. And for our listeners, don't worry, as as always, we'll have all those links in the show notes for you. But Lucy, thank you so much for being on. This has been such a fun conversation. I appreciate your grace with my snafu of forgetting to hit record. We did it. We I did it. We survived. We made it. On? <laughs> right. Now it's in bright red um, on my show notes. So. No, that was amazing. Um, I appreciate you so much. Um, and, you know, being able to connect with um, everyone, it's amazing. It really is. So thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you so much to you, our listeners, for listening and supporting our podcast. If you are dying for some more Lucy Scott Bryan content, head on over to our Patreon for our exclusive behind-the-scenes questions. You can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash Podcast. We will see you next time.